genre. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we're concerned about the eye of Rocky 2, one favor-asking minute at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jeff, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jeff. (laughs) Hello, everyone. (laughs) Jason couldn't join us today, but Jeff is here, as you guys are in luck. Yeah, glad that jackass Jay ain't around. Yeah, oh my he's, god, he's, he's a loser. That guy's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is in for the long haul, so maybe I'll stick around for all five. <laughs> I didn't watch any of the minutes, but neither did Jason. So, well, that's good. We'll all be on the same page. <laughs> we were supposed to watch something. Wait a minute. Yeah, wait. Are we doing the one movie at a t- one minute at a time? We're doing one movie at a time. One movie we're, at a time. I'm trying to get this all wrapped up. <laughs> this is one of those fancy minute by minute podcasts. They're all the rage now. That's what I hear. Well, those voices should seem very familiar to you, Minute by Minute fans. We have Alan and Walt from The Wilder Ride. Welcome, fellas. Thanks. Oh, did we start talking before you guys even introduced us? (laughs) (laughs) We play a very loosey-goosey over here. Well, that's kind of like how we did all season one. (laughs) I was going to say, a wing and a prayer. (laughs) Yep. Uh, It's best that way. You can't be too structured, you know? It works with comedies. I guess it's going to be fun to see how this works out with Rocky. So this is going to be fun. Well, it's uh, not a comedy, but we try to make it as light as possible. Because we want to have fun, you know? Rocky's not a comedy? <laughs> wait, wait, what movie are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what movie? So I have a feeling that anything's a comedy when the four of us are talking about at it. At this point, yeah, I'm feeling like I'm, you, I, Doug's texting me earlier and he's saying, you know what? Don't worry about it. These episodes will be done in, before you know it. I'm like, uh-huh. you invited two windbags <laughs> to your to your show. Do you know how long we're probably going to be recording? <laughs> the, the longest shows in they may have to rebook us history. For the, they'll have to rebook us for the remainder of the week. <laughs> well, I, um, Jay doesn't know, or Jeff doesn't know this, <laughs> but I did... Uh, a week on the Wilder Ride, and our recording session was about four hours long. Well, I don't have four hours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe Jay can fill in. (laughs) (laughs) He can catch the back half. (laughs) All right, we'll jump right in then for Jay. Uh, Today, we're knocking out minute 11, which begins with Rocky depressed about his nose, and it ends with Rocky's response to Paulie's favor. Uh, so here we, we got um, Rocky on the hospital bed, which is how he ended last minute. And um, he started to say uh, to the doctor that he's depressed about his nose and asking if he could fix the doctor could fix his nose. Doctor says, we'll fix the nose, but it's the eye that concerns him. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys know exactly what injury he suffered to his eye? Detached retina. Oh, was that for everybody or was that for these guys? I was just about to ring in. Yeah. Oh, Do you want to ring in or weigh in? Because you're, you're skilled for both. Well, that is true. <laughs> I can definitely weigh in on anything. Well, I thought it was, it was, obviously he had to get the eye cut at the end of Rocky 1 to keep moving forward. And obviously there was a lot of eye damage there. So I'm not sure the, the extent of what boxers get in this point besides maybe a detached retina. But I imagine with that amount of swelling and the fact that they had to cut the eye, that... You know, he's worried about his nose, thinking like that's his most prominent feature. This dude will not shut up the whole time, actually, which I think is also funny. <laughs> but uh, all I can think of is 
they you know they just cut the eye just to try to get him a sliver to be able to to look through. Which, by the way, when I was a kid seeing this movie, freaked my ass out. I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> you know, you hear it's like and slicing and then squirts out. It's like, oh my god! Like, do yeah. boxers do that? I was like, hey, whatever you got to do to win. <laughs> Yeah, I, I realized at that point in my youth, I was never going to be a boxer. <laughs> Thanks to Rocky. <laughs> um, watching this one minute at a time, when, when we saw the eye cutting scene, you could totally tell like he's hold where he's holding the, the razor is where the blood comes out. It doesn't even come out anywhere near his eye. But, you know, that was from last season. Yeah, when they cut the lid. And I, I can't remember. I, I know they cut the lid and, um, you know, of course – Rocky, did they uh, did they show that in Rocky too? I I can't remember. The two just bleed together for me, or blend together for me. But did they actually show the cut in uh, in the second one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You have to tune in in a couple of weeks to find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, they replayed the last few minutes of Rocky one. Is that what you're talking about? Right. They, they, right. I can't remember if they. I couldn't remember how much detail no, they they edited out that. Yeah. They showed pretty much everything except they they stopped right before the the blood spurt. Now I know we're we're here at minute uh, eleven, but can we just very quickly say that when I saw this as a kid as a sequel, mm-hmm. I was blown away. I had never seen a movie do what Rocky Two did, which was literally pick up moments after the end of the first movie. Now, there may have been other movies who, that did that. I know Halloween went into Halloween too, but as a kid, having that a whole buffer of movies to my, my, in my repertoire, I was like, oh my God, it's like one long movie. And I still, to this day, kind of think of it as just one big long movie because it fits so seamlessly together. So did you guys, did you talk, did you talk about that, I guess, earlier in the minute or earlier at the beginning of the season? Um, uh, Karate Kid also did it. Karate Kid 1 into 2. Oh, that's right. Picked yeah. up that same night when they were leaving after the tournament. That's right. Well, that was, yeah, that's definitely when we start moving into those 80s flicks. But I had never, as a younger kid, this was the first movie I ever saw that did this. Yeah, talked about yeah we, talked, we talked about how it, how it you know, like uh, melded together. But the, the thing that, that I loved about it is how, like, after the Rocky scroll, it drops you right into the middle of the fight, into, like, the most exciting part of the last fight. So you're, like, your adrenaline's pumping right from minute one. Yeah. Right, but you know, when you first go to see it, it's like, I feel like, okay, they're just giving me sort of, hey, remember, this is how Rocky 1 ended. But as it slowly gets into Rocky 2 from going replay to this, it's like, it continues. You're in the hospital. They're being wheeled in. They're, they're, heading, they're sending him to, to for, for surgery, which is the minute we've got here, is obviously he's on the table getting ready for surgery. And to me, I just thought that was the coolest idea I'm like, why don't more sequels do that? Why, do the, why does the part two always like three years later or five years later or whatever? But I had not seen this. And, and I think that's why Rocky 1 and 2 to me are really almost like one movie. And I just think of them, they've got the same quality. I, 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 they feel like they were shot at the same time almost. And I love that. I love the continuity of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's wearing the, the same clothes. It's- <laughs> How do we stop this? Go ahead. Everybody's wearing the same clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. It is a nice little seamless transition. Mm-hmm. It is, and the book Rocky Two starts off the same way. Uh, he's kind of going through what. Wow, Rocky's you thinking. took this like show prep serious. Oh yeah, you got to read the. You the read novel. the novelization. The novel's too? good. Wow. Yeah, I'm impressed. You hey, didn't bring. I, you didn't I'm bring that kind of effort man. to the Wilder Eye. What, well, what is this? <laughs> because I knew you were carrying the water. Well, on see, it. I was. <laughs> I was carrying the lion's share of that one. You told me that Jeff was a slacker, and so I was like, well, I better, I better have my shit together on this one. 
<laughs> Jeff is, but Jay knows what he's doing. Yeah, Jay obviously does. You know, who didn't read the book, Jay or Jeff, but Doug has <laughs> here uh, bookmarked with oh, yeah. tabs and whatnot. He's ready to he's ready to rip it open at any moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, the, the Rocky Two book. You yeah. bet. I refer to the book quite often. Yeah, awesome. and and that's how the book starts off with awesome him kind of. I haven't heard it yet. Stand by. <laughs> it was more. It, it was sarcastic. <laughs> you after we log off today, you guys will be talking to each other, and be like, "What was with the fucking book, dude? Jesus Christ, the book already." <laughs> All right, Jay. What do you have on the detached retina? That's a bad eye injury that you don't want to have. <laughs> yeah, the um the retina is from what I was reading, unless I'm wrong, was is on the back of the eye. Mm-hmm. So, so the injury that they cut open to his eye, I guess, was just a byproduct of the, you know, the continual punches to the face. Mm-hmm. So, that and the detached retina, I think, are are separate. But you know, yeah, one one came so. with the other. You know, they go hand in hand. Well, I think you can get a detached retina from taking blows to the head. Yeah, I think that. Is oh yeah, you issue, can. So. But I don't know if you go under this kind of like. Surgery, this this kind of procedure they're doing, where you're in a typical kind of you know yeah, no. OR, isn't this something done in a, in a more of a, an ophthalmologist type setting? Or I don't think so. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Well, I've never I've never like, had a detached retina before. Yeah. And they may have been repairing like the bones around his eye or something. See, that's like what that. I thought. Maybe that he had like the, the the socket itself. Not only did he have so much damage to the flesh, but that if he got hit hard enough, he could have had a cracked bones in and around his eye socket that they would have had to kind of set. Mm-hmm. A detached retina is an emergency situation which a thin layer of tissue, the retina, in the back of the eye pulls away from its normal position. Uh, it's very, very serious. Um, its uh, symptoms are floaters. Oh, my God, I have floaters. Flashes in one or both eyes. I got that. Blurred vision. Check. Gradually reduced side peripheral vision. Yep. Current like shit. I got a detached retina. I knew it. <laughs> Well, what you good, good self-diagnosis. <laughs> the good news is, is that it says seek immediate attention if you're seeing symptoms and you're at, you're older than fifty. A family member has had one, or you're extremely nearsighted. I don't have any of that, but the uh, causes are a sagging vitreous injury or advanced diabetes. So I'm guessing Rocky probably got from an injury. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine, but. <laughs> Well, those those symptoms you described reminds me of when I've had my fifth vodka for the evening. So <laughs> yeah, there, there are some similarities. <laughs> yeah. Floaters. I mean, just <laughs> I find myself not being able to like depth perception is gone. <laughs> Although there is an additional thing where I say things that apparently I don't remember. <laughs> and I don't know how that's a I don't know yeah. why the detached retina causes that. It's a symptom. <laughs> a sudden yeah, blow to the head can cause a detached retina. Yep. So. Well, that would that would make sense. He yeah, took a few of those. Very serious though. You have to get it fixed. Well, and the thing with Rocky, you know, him talking about his nose, the uh, whole thing about he had never broken his nose in a fight, and Apollo had never broken his ribs in a fight. So interesting that that's the thing that he's concerned about laying on the table here is how bad his nose is. Yeah, that was his badge of honor. That it, he had sixty something fights, never broke his nose. And that was taken away from him. Well, uh, I liked see, I like that in terms of the writing. Just that little nugget. You drop that little thing earlier in the script, and then you realize when it breaks, you realize how like, like that's a major thing that Apollo was able to break his nose. I mean, that really in one second establishes just what a big fight this was if you didn't know it already. Right. Mm-hmm. And how strong Apollo must be that Rocky could take this kind of beating from other opponents. And not have that injury, which would be typical for most boxers. You would think at some point, 60 fights, you break a nose and never. 
Um, real quick, uh, if you guys ever listen to the show, one one thing we like to do here on Rocky Minute every once in a while is we refer to our friend uh, Urban Dictionary. I don't know if you guys are a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm very familiar. I'm sitting here, and, and I have a serious, serious attention span problem. So when we're recording these, I'm doing like five different things at one time. So I'm sitting here, and you guys were talking. I was like, let me put Detached Retina in Urban Dictionary and see if there's anything. Thinking oh, there gosh. would be no, nothing funny here, right? It's a pretty simple thing, but uh, they never let us down. Um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not so much the definition of retinal detachment that's funny. It's a pretty standard. It says, uh, a sight-threatening eye problem affecting one out of every 10,000 people. The serious condition can be treated with surgery or by leaving your basement and getting off Tumblr. Now, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the thing. So then they always Urban Dictionary always uses the word in a sentence, right? So the sentence for a retinal detachment is, my retinal detachment doesn't keep me from finding all the creepiest memes and hot dog leg pics. <laughs> what is a hot dog leg pic? You know, when, when they say, are these I legs guess you gotta go to Urban Dictionary. Uh, you ever see those pics with girls sitting on the beach and their legs <laughs> look like hot dogs? <laughs> right. Oh my god! I'm suddenly seeing like the long trains diving into tunnels and yeah. Well, and then um, there's some memes going around with what does is, that mean? Is it a hot dog or is it a leg? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen these uh, these videos, but <laughs> Google image them. I, I mean, they're kind of stupid, but the writers at Urban Dictionary are funny. I would love to meet them sometime. Very funny. There's always always some something funny. So he goes. Um, we also made a big deal. <laughs> some of you really can't tell. Uh, we made a big deal last season about like all the times Rocky. Uh, you know, if somebody asked if he fought tonight, he would mm-hmm. say, yeah, I won. You should have seen me. Or not, I won. I did real good. You should have seen me. And um, so he's saying this as he's drifting off to uh, anesthesia land, mm-hmm. saying, you guys should have seen us tonight. We did good. And he says, I almost won. Before we get that blurry fade. He says, you should have seen me again. You should have seen us. But Could, no, this, I don't care. Yeah. I thought he said it again. Yeah, maybe. I think I just, after he says, I almost won, you should have seen me right before he. Possibly. You know, I love when we're watching this minute, the way it works is he never stops talking, even when he's coming under the influence of whatever, even as it's pushing in. And typically that's where you would drift off and stop talking and it blurs and we get the idea that he's falling unconscious, his eyesight's going away, whatever, that whole filmmaking technique. And even as it's blurring, he still won't shut the hell up. (laughs) No, he keeps going. (laughs) But he's getting more and more slurry and and like quiet as as he goes, though. Yeah, I guess he's a fighter. He's going down fighting even for this. Well, they said I did the same thing when I had my ankle surgery. That they were like, "We knew when you were out." Finally, when you stopped, stopped, stopped. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you talk. I, I know it was it was shocking for everyone. I mean, I've had surgery. I know Jay has too, mm-hmm. and it's like that. That feel they really capture that feeling of going under. Yes, it, that it, is the weirdest feeling. It, it is, man. It really is. I, I, you know, you're under for a certain period of time, and it feels like it, it just was instantaneous like you went to sleep and you woke up yeah nothing happened in between there no and depending well, on and surgery, yeah and when i woke happen. up i had no idea where i was yeah i, I could not figure it out it was probably like one of the best feelings ever like when you're laying there right before and they're and i remember them moving me over to the operating table and they started counting that was it dude and just out and, mm-hmm. and it also, even though my surgery was only like two and a half, three hours long, you woke up and it was like the greatest rest ever. Like it was so <laughs> it was like it was like the greatest night's sleep. You know what's funny is I haven't had to have any kind of like surgery, surgery, but 
I had a procedure where I had to have spine, uh, my uh, spine injected with dye to find a, where I had some discs blown in my back. And apparently, and this happens to some people, I'm laying on this table face down and the doctor is about to inject me. And I guess my body thought I had suffered some severe spinal injury. And so I locked up and immediately passed out. But while I was struggling to come to, it took like four or five nurses and the doctor, my, my wife at the time said she heard them screaming, hold him. I've got it in his back. Hold him. I don't know anything about this. And, um, and then as soon as I came to, like, I didn't remember thrashing or anything. I just remember like, why am I so hot and sweating? And they had finished and I had come to slowly, but I had, I guess I'd worn out every bit of the energy I had. And they told me, they said, you, you know, you came really close to me severing your spinal cord or at least damaging your spinal cord because you kept thrashing. Oh, Jesus. Um, all, thankfully, all I got out of it was a spinal headache because some of my spinal, my cerebral spinal mm. fluid drained out of this tear that I caused. And for like three days, I had this thing called a spinal headache. And I don't know, I think I might have rather have just, you know, had broken a bone or something because it was just miserable. But that's the only I experience that. I have of that kind of just suddenly I'm out and then suddenly I'm back. I think I read that exactly word for word on Penthouse Forum one time. (laughs) (laughs) Hold him down. I've got it. The whole thing, dude. Like thrashing. I I, was in my back. (laughs) Hold him down. I was laying face down on the table. (laughs) The whole thing from start to finish. That's also the same account of alien abductions. (laughs) That was was the first surgery, so I got a raging... <laughs> can I can I come back tomorrow? You can come back anytime. You bring more shit like that. Jesus. <laughs> We're gonna have to, you're gonna have to. Do you have a belt long enough to edit out that entire fucking story? <laughs> <laughs> Only the sexy parts. The whole thing was sexy. From start to finish. It's going to sound like Morse code. People will be like, what the hell are they talking about? Do you have a bell long enough? Like a, it's going to be like that like tone you get. Like, <laughs> yeah, for two and a half minutes. And, oh, great. The Wilder Ride guys are on. The bell I can't wait to the third week in October and I can play that while having sex with my wife. <laughs> like, I'm not the mood like, oh, yeah? Listen to this. Story. Listen to this. <laughs> okay, sweetheart, we can either play spinal surgery, <laughs> alien abduction, <laughs> chiropractor trip. Oh, it's the hottest Rocky minute ever. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd share. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Got really weird in this room right here. <laughs> Hey, so wait, what the hell movie are we doing? We need to turn the air down in here. We're all like, I don't know what we're doing in here anymore. I... No, if anything's going to snap you out of this, it's Polly's voice. Okay, good. Or Polly's jacket. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. His whole getup. Uh, his, his whole getup. He, uh, his, his tie is too short, and it doesn't match his jacket at all. Has he got two <laughs> flowers on his on his yes, Two yes. flowers. It's like one long stem one sticking way up, and then he's got one jammed way down deep. So it's uh-huh. it's, it's messed up. <laughs> Paulie's always like ninety seconds away from his last bender. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, between the the last, the first, the last, the first movie, the last movie, whatever you want to call it, and this one, um, he lost. Uh, Burt Young lost a ton of weight. <laughs> So in this scene specifically, he was tucking his chin to hide the fact that he lost all that weight. 
So so oh, it would continuity wise match. Yeah. And, and they notice the way they shot it is they kind of go up from Rocky's angle yeah. so that way it forces him to have to look down. So it does kind of disguise that. Yeah, you'll see it later on specifically like when Rocky goes to see him at the dock and when he, he sees Adrian in the pet shop where he, he definitely like noticeably lost weight. But he's um the his lines here about um like he's telling you had him in the tenth and the fifteenth he was going. In the book and in the script, this was Gazel's part. This whole scene with Paulie in the hospital was Gazzo. Paulie supposedly left with Adrian earlier, hmm. and this scene takes place with Gazzo. Interesting. Uh, huh. I wonder why they did yeah. that. Why they changed it. I don't know why they changed it. Interesting. But. Because it's Rocky Two, and the actor wants to get a bigger part. <laughs> he's like, it's almost like this scene here. He's like, yeah. hey, so uh, Rocky One did well, so can I have like a bigger part maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing that's interesting, because I know we've got, this segment coming up each day uh, for this week. The very first thing, Rocky has just gotten his absolute ass pounded into like nearly nothingness, right? I mean, his face is destroyed. And the first thing that the first person, hey, Rock, can I get you to do me something? Can I get you to do me a favor? And yeah. then this is like is going to start the trend of everybody coming out of the woodwork wanting something from him. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this was Paul's <clears throat> MO the entire first movie. All he wanted was a job with Gazzo, so he kept nagging Rocky about it, nagging him and nagging him. And he, he the first the first thing he says after, after doing his uh, you know he was he was going down in the fifteenth is a uh, hey uh, you want to do me a favor? But you also if, remember the, in the last time that he asked him in the last movie, he told him if if you say no, I'll never ask you again. Yeah, and here we are. He says I never asked nobody twice. Yeah, but he you know he. He's taking advantage of the moment. Uh, Doug, distract me. He's opening the book. I told you guys the book was coming. <laughs> um, the thing about Paulie, though, is that he, he's, you know, he's waiting for the, his opportune time. Rocky just woke up from anesthesia. He's, you know, he doesn't know what's going on. He might have some brain damage. So he figures I'll ask him now when he's, uh, you know, frail. It's just, well, I know Paulie. I know that's his M.O., but I love how, again, you don't know it until you start watching the next consecutive minutes, but. It starts off with somebody close to Rocky wanting something. Then it's going to start with somebody who's sort of waiting on or kind of tending to his wounds, wanting something. Mm-hmm. Then later we've got like people wanting endorsements from him. It's like everyone's coming at him now, and he's not—he's just trying to to heal. And it's amazing yeah. how it captures the idea that celebrity doesn't give a damn about your injury, about whether it's convenient, about whether it's right. It's just—and I love how it captures that right here. First thing out of, you know, he's out of consciousness. You might think that's a, a new, like, kind of um, more modern way of thinking, but obviously not. It was kind of displayed right here and back in, all the way back in 79. But in the in the book here, when Rocky, I said <clears> this, <throat> this scene is supposedly taking place with Gazzo in the room. Gazzo's the one that, that does this, you know, whole bit about um, you had him in the 10th and then he asks, how's Gazzo slash Paul? He asks, how's your face? Rocky says, how's it look? And he says, I wouldn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> great line. Ba-dum-bum-tsh. Yeah, great line. But here's Paulie in the book. Um, like I said, Paulie left with Adrian, right? So uh, this is Rocky telling, telling the story about Paulie. Paulie was still not used to Adrian thinking for herself, and that bothered him a lot. You could tell it bothered him because his mouth would move and nothing would come out. It was as if someone had broken the volume switch on his throat. At the moment, Paulie finally realized that his sister was no longer just someone to cook the meals and clean up after the Sunday ball game in front of the television and stuff like that. His sister was now a person, and that was a big shock to Paulie. The um, relationship between Paulie and Adrian was another thing we touched on a lot 
in the first movie in season one. And we definitely agreed that in the past there was probably some kind of physical abuse. They're definitely like like very deep emotional abuse, but when when was it? It was like during during the press conference when when they're watching a press conference. It was the first time mm-hmm. that that Adrian kind of spoke out against something that Paulie was doing, and he got nasty with her. So <clears> here <throat> she is, like she's she's growing now as a person, and Paulie doesn't know how to handle it. Well, let me ask you this because I know we're I don't think we get to it here, but I know it's later in Rocky too. Doesn't she say something to him about because he make it's sort of like that. The double, like the reverse of each other's dialogue. He says, I always knew I didn't have a brain, so I better use my body. And she goes, that's funny because my mom said I didn't have a body. I better learn how to use my brain. Yes. So I think she's always had, I don't know about physical abuse unless it came at the hands of Paulie just kind of being a bully. But I think she's certainly been told her whole life, you're ugly, you're skinny, you've got no, you have no attributes that anybody's going to find worthwhile. And so a girl growing up thinking that way. Yeah, it's, it's there's a lot of inhibition you, you you surround yourself with when you're told that's who you are and you believe it. And I, believe me, I've got four daughters. I got a wife. I know how easy it is for a girl to take that seriously, especially if it comes from her mom. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how long ago her mom and dad passed, but Paulie makes comments about how he raised her. And earlier on in, in the first movie, he's, t- he's calling her a loser to Rocky. He's telling, he's telling her, I'd like to split her head with a razor. Like what kind of monster talks like that about his sister about any girl it's uh, that always bothered me about that relationship and and you just wonder i mean did you and i guess it's like that i mean Walt, we know people that just were not raised right they were Mm -hmm. not raised well they were just they had a mean streak in them or they just thought that's how they were supposed to be and you're just like how do you not know better yeah, and Paulie's just kind of that drunk asshole. That he is. He, he, everywhere you go, he mouths off. He's the, the guy in the bar you just want to mop the floor with. And, um, you know, he treats everybody like, you know, he's the, you know, cock of the walk and that they have to jump when he says. But what leg does he have to stand on? I mean, look at the guy. I don't get it. That's the thing. But you know what? I know people like this. They're, they themselves are the losers that they're always labeling to other people. So it's almost like that deflection. He rather than look in the mirror and see what I am, I'd rather just call everybody else. It's that whole idea of if I can't make myself better, I'll make everybody around me worse to make myself look better. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because like later on in the series, Polly ends up becoming like like an endearing type of character. But I mean, he's he's bad in Rocky One. He's bad in Rocky Two. He's even worse in Rocky Three before he starts coming around. And then we can start accepting Paulie as like a like his arc is is like easily four movies long before he even takes a dive in Rocky Five a little bit <laughs> again, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Paulie's a divisive character. I think as it's used here because it continues so quickly from Rocky One to Two, I don't think you can have a lot of change in his character yet. So that kind of makes sense. You kind of you kind of have to have him be sort of like the guy that's still prodding and poking and being just the absolute dick because. You're going to have Apollo and the fight later. You're going to have the, 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 the main story we're here for is the rematch, but you've got to have conflict along the way. And I think that's the added tension. It's family causing problems, not just everybody on the outside kind of coming at Rocky and Rocky then having to deal with, you know, the things that happen with, with his wife in, in this movie, in this story that takes his attention off of boxing. It takes his attention away. And again, I'm not going to, I don't want to go too far down into the movie, but I think they had to keep him pretty much the same from Rocky 1 into Rocky 2 because they chose to basically continue the movie as if it had never stopped. Yeah, that's true. I mean, this is, like you said, it's one long movie. And, I, you know, an argument could be made that really certain characters aren't going to have an arc 
at, at least maybe until the end of this movie. But what I do like, and I think maybe the reason they did this by not having him change a whole lot by the end, is if you look at how Talia Shire's, Talia Shire's character changes by the end of Rocky 2 from where she was at the beginning of Rocky 1, hers is the interesting arc to see. And compare it to where, because yet Paulie's kind of like that measuring stick, and you see how far she's moved away from him by the end. So you got to keep him consistent. She's definitely the one to watch in Rocky One. Jay, anything? No. All right, I'm I'm all wrapped up. You guys have any last notes on minute eleven? Sorry, did I did I bring us down? <laughs> no, I started it. I, I was thinking you ruined it, man. You asked yeah, me an intellectual it, it was, question. It you was know? the book coming out when the book came out. Oh yeah, once the book was out, I'm yeah. like, I'm a, I'm I'm back in college. I got my lit professors in front of me. I got like, I got to pay attention. It's it's the book is out. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? That's no, what um, do it. Discuss the movie Rocky. The, this minute of it. Well, and the only other thing I was going to say is Burt Young. It was a great cast for this uh, for that part because if you look at the stuff that he was playing right around that time, he played that kind of character a lot even on his episode of mash he was kind of the um kind of the slob uh well once he got once he got lit um you know he went from from being kind of the the stickler for the rules to being a a slob but he was definitely somebody you didn't like and uh, was kind of a bully and uh he plays that part really well that's funny because i we know a guy that that has met Burt Young numerous times in person and says he's one of the nicest guys you can ever meet. That's funny. I've heard somebody else say that too. That's so, You know what though? I mean, I've got a background in theater and film and there's nothing more fun than playing an absolute, you know, bad guy or just being an absolute dick because you get away with it. You know, yeah. in real life, you don't get to, at least if you're raised correctly, you're not supposed to. <laughs> right. So it's fun. It's fun to dive into kind of like just being just kind of this shitty character. It's, a, it's definitely a talent when you, when you look at it that way. You know the guy who played Andy Sipowitz on uh, NYPD Blue. I've kind of heard, heard the same thing about him. That you know he's this kind of big blustery guy through the whole series, but in person he's just a really nice, down to earth guy. So it, it is, uh, it, it is a skill to be able to play that part. Hmm. Anyways, I think that's all we've got though for yeah, this that's minute. All I got. All right, then why don't you fellas tell us about the Wilder ride? Oh, what's the evolve? That's usually your job. Well, <laughs> we, okay. WWW. No, do not. Jesus. H. HTTP. Uh, yeah, well, we, we're one of the Movies by Minutes podcasts. We um, just wrapped up uh, season one, which we went through Young Frankenstein minute by minute. We're going through the works of Gene Wilder. And uh, at the end of our series of season one, we announced that we'll be starting Blazing Saddles for season two. And uh, starting through that minute by minute. We've got some good things lined up. We've, uh, I think we got a couple of good interviews that we um, may be able to work in and uh, some other kind of cool things going on for next season. So uh, easiest way to find us is thewilderride.com. And on there, you'll have everything from our bios to um, all our episodes from season one and uh, some other stuff, too. Yeah. Go join their Wilder Ride listeners group. They got like 800 members somehow. <laughs> no, I don't think we're quite at 800. You know we, what? We Maybe only by the paid time, for 500. You know, depending, by the time this came out, <laughs> this comes out. Uh, but no, no yeah, if you want to join the listeners group, yeah, we've got a public Facebook page, but the listeners group, like every Movies by Minutes, has a closed group, which is great because then you can get to con- converse with other people who have listened to the podcast or like the movie. And it's it's kind of a cool, I don't want to use the term safe space, but it's kind of 
cool to have that area where I can go, I'm just going to talk about a movie for a while. I don't have to worry about news. I don't have to worry about someone showing me a picture of their puppies or, or dinner. It's just, <laughs> let's talk about Rocky, right? You know? That's right. And our listeners group is called Mighty Mix. So if you want to go join that, it's the same thing. It's a closed group. And uh, click the join button and you will be accepted. Uh, Twitter, we're Rocky Minute, uh, and we're part of the Dueling Genre family, DuelingGenre.com. Go on over there and check out all the minute-by-minute shows and the original programming that they have over there. It's just incredible, the work that they put in to, to uh, their production company, and we're happy to be part of it. Oh, we, uh, we have an Instagram now. We're Rocky Minute on Instagram. We have a Tee Public store. Only a couple of designs, but you know what? Got to start somewhere. Hey, you're two, dot, you're two designs ahead of us then. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> So uh, yeah, go T Public. Um, I mean, I hear they say their their search kind of blows. Like if you, <laughs> if you if you type in like Rocky Minute and a bunch of Star Wars Minute shows pop, uh, shirts pop oh, up, I don't I don't know I don't know. But you know, look deep enough, you'll find a couple of Rocky Minute designs. So um, come back tomorrow where we're going to discuss Minute Twelve with these two fellas right here, and uh, we'll see you on a brand new episode. Bye. What are we waiting for? Take this. So the Hot um dog leg. Go ahead. So the uh, incoherent babbling as he drips <laughs> drips off. Hot dog I've never seen this before. You never seen this. Before. <laughs> With the sunglasses on the hot dogs, obviously. Oh, these are great. <laughs> these legs. There are these hot dogs. Don't they look like legs? Oh, we might as well just cancel the rest of this recording because this is. What- <laughs>